Hi, I'm Tara M. Stringfellow. I'm the author of Memphis, my debut novel. I really wanted to write like a long epic poem, a sonnet, um, a love letter to Memphis, to my city, to the black women living in my city. It's a black fairy tale in a way. I really wanted to write a black love story too. So there's all that in there. I, I think it is in itself black joy. You have an epigraph, um, which I personally love the epigraph. I don't Thank think there's you. any better way to frame a story. Um, some readers don't even look at them, but I really yeah. want to encourage people to look at this one and read it because it is a poem that you've written to Miss yeah. Gianna Ford. And that is, she's George Floyd's daughter. Gave me goosebumps. It's, it's a poem, it's a war cry, it's comforting and gracious and heartbreaking. Did it come first or did it come last? It came in the middle. George mm. Floyd died Memorial Day weekend, and I was sitting there. I had to do a big major edit of the book. And after seeing this beautiful black man strangled on a street for an alleged counterfeit $20, I was enraged. I was angry. You know, my father taught me how to read, read me stories at night, and I just kept thinking, who's going to teach his daughter how to love the written word? And so I decided, I said, I have to dedicate this to her because, I mean, who else is more deserving of a good black story than that little girl? And I wrote the poem in like a few minutes. I just sat down and kind of poured out of me. Um, and I thought it would be a great dedication for, for the book, but yeah, I, I just can't imagine anyone else on this earth deserving a story more so than Gianna Floyd. Would you read it for us? Oh, sure, of course, I'd love to. <sighs> to Miss Gianna Floyd, I wrote you a black fairy tale and I understand if you're not ready to read it yet or if your mama told you to wait a bit and that's just fine. This book ain't going nowhere. This book gonna be right here whenever you want it. Whenever you get finished playing outside in that bright, beautiful world your daddy loved so much, child, it's just right to set this aside. Lord knows, not a soul on this earth gonna blame you for being out in it. Running, laughing, breathing. unbelievable that this is your debut. This is my first time writing fiction ever. I'd never written a short story before. And you're a poet. Yeah. I'm you're a, a poet by trade. You're a lawyer by trade. Yes. I say poet by birth. That's my birthright. Okay. I just became an attorney because, you know, I needed to eat <laughs> food and pay for things. That's a very legitimate um, reason. Yeah. But going to law school did teach me how to write, I think, a lot better. And so I do owe you know, my uh, law career to being able to write novels now. I think it really goes hand in hand.
your dad shaped you as well. Oh, can yeah. you can you tell us very quickly the story of when you were three years old and he yeah. pulled a book off the shelf that mm -hmm. changed your life? It was um, a collection of uh, greatest poems of all time, something like that. And he started reading this poem as three. I stopped him. I said start over like what is this is the most beautiful thing i've ever heard in my life and so we started over and i stopped him again i said i will be a poet this is for me and he said really <laughs> he said you want to do this i said i have to do this and the poem was edgar Allan poe's the raven my dad pointed at the book he said okay well you have to write three times better because you're a black woman and I said I, I can do I got that I got it I can do it and so that's always been my I guess kind of mantra in life like write three times better than Poe that's what I'm thinking of every single sentence I put down like is did I make it sing is this a purely beautiful sentence and if so then I move on and if not I go back Your description of character and laughter in the beauty shop, it was, it was so amazing. And I loved Miss Jade because yeah. you draw in very broad strokes an incredibly detailed character. It's very easy for you to say, you know, somebody runs the numbers game, she wears a blonde make, has a pearl-handled pistol in her coach bag. It's very evocative. It's very immediate. We know exactly yeah. who this woman is. Right. Is developing characters easy for you, or, or is that a challenge? Hmm, that's a good question. I'd like to say a mix of both. Sometimes I can just think of a person. Uh, Miss Jade was based off a podcast, I don't remember which one, but uh, the daughter was finding out that her mom ran the numbers game in the neighborhood, <laughs> and she'd keep a little pistol in her purse, like, this is- Stealing this, that. Yes, this <laughs> tiny little woman with a pistol, and I, I, that always stuck with me. I was like, I gotta put this in a novel. Like, I just have to. I'll hear something on the radio or a podcast, and I'm like, I need to remember this, to put this in a novel. And also, a lot of the characters are based on my family, who are still living, so I can just call them up and like be with Auntie August, you know, or be with Maya. So it's it's easy and it's difficult in that way because I do want the characters to to have very separate experiences mm -hmm. and separate voices. That was hard. It was hard for me to write Maya and her voice, like really? writing, yeah, writing in a child's voice. I feel is incredibly difficult to do. Um, so I hope I gave her like that zest for life that I feel as if all children have, uh, that curiosity, but it was really hard writing her bits. And it was also hard to writing humor in the book because she is very funny, I would say. But I would write something, I said, is this funny? Is this even funny? I'm laughing, but I'm weird. Like, will any, <laughs> anybody else on earth think this is funny? Um, so, in some ways, yes, it's really difficult, but in some ways, no, it's easy and it's fun. It's really fun for me. I see you in all of the characters, but I see yeah. you in Maya most of all because she really? is, yeah, it's funny you say that she was the hardest for you because she's, she's the one that I see you the most in. Mm -hmm. and, and you gave her some of your really fun talents, you know, mm -hmm. she speaks Italian. Si. We, know, we don't know how she 
learns no Italiano. No, no, no credo, pero sí, es la Like, I just wanted her to have like kind of weird quirks to her. Um, I, but I feel as if everybody in that family is a savant. Like everyone has kind of a magical almost power to them. Sure. So I wanted to keep that too, but it's funny that you say I'm Maya because I don't think I'm like that humorous. <laughs> I trust me. For fun. Trust me when I say because yeah. she is she brings some levity to very difficult situations. Yeah. And and does it in such a loving way. You know, yeah. she's it's not like she's you know being a smart aleck. She's act. She is a smart aleck, but she she's doing it out of a sense of love and devotion and knowing how you know having that moment that she knows. Oh, I've got to pull everybody out of this. Yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of responsibility for a little girl it is and I think that's maybe why she didn't get her own chapter as I get that uh, question posed to me too but I really wanted her to be a little girl mm. I'm not done with these characters I hope you're not either you know I feel as if I am though really I feel as if they're all at home. They are. Like looking out the window, like who are all these people on our lawn? And all the people on the lawn are folk who bought the book and now they're obsessed with them. And Maya's like, get off my porch. You know? <laughs> like, like who are these folk? You tell them to go away. Tell them to go. Antioga's got like 200 clients a day now because everyone wants to get their hair done by her. But I feel as if they're doing their own thing in Memphis. They did good. I don't want to give anything away for you know the finale of the book, but they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, and they're living their lives. And you know, I, I do have to say, Americans are very obsessed with sequels, like even oh, yes. movies and remakes. Sure. And I don't understand that. Like I stayed with these folk for years, and I love them, but I want new people mm -hmm. to be in love with. You know, I want. I don't want to be another five, four or five years of my life dedicated to the same people. Um, I think they're out there in the world, they're growing. Joan is always making art. Maya is saying something sassy to somebody. You know, they're, they're just fine. And you have written a purely beautiful book. Thank and you. I'm really excited. Oh, for everyone so to much. get their hands on it and share it. And thank you for sharing mm. your story with us. Of course, thank you for having me. This has been a delight. And thank you for watching A Word on Words. I'm JT Ellison. Keep reading. I'm really appreciative for the fact that the Marine Corps let me grow up in Okinawa, Japan in a tropical paradise. I was a black little girl and I could just be that, just a black girl. And no one made me feel less than.